Hello, and welcome to this bonus Thursday episode of CrimeFiction.fm. We're talking today with Raven Award-winning mystery critic Aline Cognell. Aline is on her way from South Florida to New York for the 69th Annual Edgar Awards presented by the Mystery Writers of America. In this episode, Aline shares her thoughts on this year's Edgar Award nominees, and I know you'll find at least a few books to add to your to-be-read list. One quick warning on this episode. We had some static problems early on in the Skype call. Fortunately, it got so bad, Skype dropped the call, and when we reconnected, things were much better. So bear with us for the first four and a half minutes, because I think you're really going to enjoy this episode. Welcome back to CrimeFiction.fm, where we not only bring the authors of today's best mysteries, thrillers, and suspense novels directly to you, we also bring you experts in the crime fiction genre. I'm your host, Stephen Campbell, and I'm here with Aline Cognell, one of the best, and more importantly, one of the most respected reviewers of crime fiction in the business today. Aline will be joining us when her schedule permits to share some thoughts on books and events that deserve our attention. Aline, welcome. Thank you, and, and, and thank you very much for having me. Um, this is this is going to be fun, I think. It is going to be fun. And for people who don't know who you are, I'm going to give just a, a brief uh, insight. We were at SleuthFest. I was at SleuthFest a few weeks ago, and you were there as well. And I was standing in the lobby, and I overheard a conversation where and, – and SleuthFest is filled with big-name authors. There are a lot of famous people there. I heard a woman go up to a friend and say, oh, my God, oh, my God, I saw Aline Cogdell is here. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> well, that's so sweet. That was my mom. No. <laughs> that is very nice to hear. <laughs> so, for people who don't know who you are, you write reviews um, of of mysteries and crime fiction in general. You've been doing this for years. You're you've won awards for this. You're a Raven Award winning critic, and the Raven Award is given to to people who support the the cause of mysteries and thrillers by the Mystery Writers of America at the Edgar Awards ceremony, and the Edgar Awards are coming up this weekend. So you're on your way up there from, we're recording this a week ahead of time, but you're on your way up there when people listen, and you're going up for the Edgars. So first, give us a little background on, on what the Edgars are and what you expect to see up there. Oh, that's, thank you, and I love that introduction. I My reviews appear in the Sunset in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. I also write for Publishers Weekly, uh, Associated Press, Mystery Scene Magazine, and um, also the McClatchy Tribune Wire Services. The Edgars are, to me, a lot of fun. They truly are the Oscars of the mystery fiction. Now, there are other awards that are also important, and I want to mention them later, but, and, and they're kind of like the Golden Globes. The Edgars truly are the Oscars. It's a black tie event. People get dressed up. It is fun to see people in their long gowns and um, tuxedos and, and things like that. So it's just, like I said, it's a lot of fun. The Mystery Writers of America uh, put on the Edgar Allan Poe Awards, and they, the announcement usually coincides with the uh, anniversary of the birth of Edgar Allan Poe. And uh, they're going to be presented during the 69th Gala Banquet, which is um, next year is the 70th, obviously, and uh, it'll be an even bigger event. Uh, and they're April 29th at the Grand Hyatt Hotel in New York. 
And if you're in New York or can, be, can go to the exhibit, I highly recommend it. What it does is honor the excellent mystery novels and thrillers that were published last year. And I, I think it they show how the genre continues to evolve and just get better every year. Um, normally, there's a symposium on a Wednesday and then the banquet's on the Thursday. This year, the symposium is on a Tuesday and the banquet's on a Wednesday, so have a little bit of change there. Hmm. Um, the symposium is also very interesting. I highly recommend the symposium. It shows you what's going on in the genre and also a chance to hear these authors who have been uh, nominated. There are four panels. Um, one's called uh, Crossing Genre, and that's, you know, the lines between the genres, between the hard-boiled and um, the cozy, between the thriller and the police procedural, they're really um, increasingly blurred. They're becoming more like one genre than several different categories. Uh, I'm doing the, the panel on location and how scenery often sets the plot and the characters. There's a, a panel on research and then one on writing um, as a full-time job. And that's the, the symposium is very much for fans and also for professionals. It also includes um, the interviews with the two grandmasters. And you get to hear about how these grandmasters, their careers, why they're being honored, also be able to ask questions of them. The list is very interesting to me that, that makes the Edgars. I put out my own list every year of my top top mysteries, and there is a lot of overlap, but not always. And to me, that's kind of interesting because um, I think it's good that we have different tastes. The judges are looking at something that I'm something totally different than what I'm looking at. And to me, if the lists have overlap, that's cool. If they don't overlap, that's cool too because. It shows that there's so many good mysteries out there that it's hard to narrow them down to just a few. And it also brings attention to more books. I do a top 20, which includes everything from paperback to first novels. And the entries are divided into best novel, best first novel, paperback, and other categories. And I like the idea that we can just showcase a, a whole bunch of different, different uh, books. And also, anybody who wants information more on, on the Mystery Writers of America, uh, if they just go to mysterywriters.org, it will show you everything, um, the symposium and, and who's nominated and all that. And I, I will link to everything that we talk about in the show notes. So you can also just go to crimefiction.fm, and you'll find links to everything that we're talking about here, including the, the nominees and uh, the MWA website, everything else. Oh, okay, great. That's, that's good to know. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the things that, that I find interesting about this, and one of the things that I like so much about their list, is every year for me, it's it's about half the things on the list are things that I wasn't familiar with. And I, I always find that shocking. And so it gives me a list of things that I want to research and, and look into. Uh, another thing that I that I really like about it is that they they nominate short stories and short stories yeah. kind of get short shift in in publishing in general so it's nice to see a list of nominees for the best mystery short story as well. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, let me talk a little bit about be- the best novel nominations. Okay. I want to make this clear. I am not predicting anything. I have no idea who 
is winning, who is losing. This is just my own opinion. All right, and you're not um, going to talk about outfits, or this is not a Joan Rivers situation. We're not talking <laughs> about outfits or anything like that. <laughs> but who are you wearing? Um, uh, we might be talking killers. about, uh, you might flash on covers when we're talking about this, but probably right, we're not outfits. strictly about the novels. Um, <laughs> one of the books that uh, was nominated, it's also on my list, is This Dark Road to Mercy by Wiley Cash. And I found this to be a very interesting book. Um, he's, a, he's a North Carolina author, and he's very much of um, a, a lyrical writer. He has a very poignant approach to storytelling. Uh, his last novel, um, A Land More Kind Than Home, made my best debut. And what he does is he mixes crime fiction with bits of Southern Gothic. And The Dark Road to Mercy, it's about a... 12-year-old girl. She's very much mature beyond her years. She's had to grow up fast, and she cares for her 6-year-old sister, Ruby, and they're both in foster care. Her mother's dead. She actually found her mother's body from an overdose, who had died from an overdose Mm. in a run-down house, and she tried to keep it quiet from from anyone um, until, of course, the authorities found out. Um, Their deadbeat father really has lost all his parental rights. But now he shows up, he wants the kids back, even if he has to kidnap them in the middle of the night from foster home. And he he wants his family back, but he also is running from a criminal from whom he has stolen a lot of money. And it, it takes place in 1998, so you have a little bit of the history aspect there. It's, I know, immediate history, but still... <laughs> And the father, he, he's not a bad guy. I mean, I think somebody says he, he's a good guy, he's got a good heart, he just gets carried away and does stupid stuff. And that's exactly what happens. And it's a story of a family and a child trying to grow up way beyond her ears. It's just a beautiful book. And the other book that also made my list is up for best novel is Karen Slaughter's Cop Town. And this is very much of a historical it takes place in the 1970s in Atlanta uh, Police Department and with the first female cops and the prejudice that they have to do, have to undergo um, from the good old boy network, uh, from um, even the, the black male cops don't want them there. And there's also a, a group of, of black female cops who have even more prejudice to overcome. It's just a, a really good book. Um, Karen Slaughter writes about Atlanta and, and Georgia, small towns in Georgia. And this is, one of, I think, one of her best books. It's very well plotted. You get very angry at what these women have to go through just to prove themselves as cops. And, you know, they are just as good of sleuths and, and investigators as any of the men. But the men don't want to recognize that. Mm-hmm. So, those are the two books that actually made my list that are also on best novel. And the others are uh, Wolf by Mo Hader. She is a um, British writer. Mister Mercedes by Stephen King. I think he, I, I'm sure some people have heard of him. <laughs> <laughs> it's possible. Um, probably the Final Silence by Stuart Neville, who is an Irish writer and just a terrific writer. Um, he won the L.A. Times Book Prize a few years ago when I was one of the judges. And Saints of the Shadow, Saints of the Shadow Bible by Ian Rankin, who is a Scottish writer and also very good. Um, there's also um, 
best first novel, and the best first novel is always by an American author. And there's some really good books up for that this year, too. One is Dry Bones in the Valley by Tom Bowman. I think, I'm hoping I'm pronouncing that right. He's on my, uh, he's on my panel, so I'll have my <laughs> pronunciation right. And this is set in northeastern Pennsylvania. And we don't think of northeastern Pennsylvania as kind of a western uh, era er, area. But he actually kind of, this debut has a feel of a western as a cop tries to bring order to an isolated community that just is infused with generations of secrets and feuds, and they're grappling with the changing economics. And it's a really insightful book, Um, very much part of the the scenery. Um, The lead character took the um, job as head placeman because he thought it was going to be an easy job, and he could just go hunting and fishing most of the time. But the area, it's very much has an active drug trade as a lot of uh, isolated, depressed area, economically depressed areas do. You know, there's the home-brewed mess. Mm-hmm. They also want to drill for natural gas to bring in more money to the area. But that wealth would only affect a few of the residents, and the poor people would become even poorer, and the land would be destroyed. Very, very good book. Um, I, it was on my, one of my top of the year. The other one is um, Invisible, C- Invisible City by Julia Daw. And this is set in the Hasidic community in Brooklyn. But it's also about a young woman's search for her mother and her heritage and trying to grapple with her, with her family and who she is. Um, Bad Country by C.B. McKenzie is another up for best novel. Um, this one, the Tony Hillerman Prize, and that is a prize that uh, Minotaur Books gives out every year, and it launches new authors who pay homage to Tony Hillerman in their books. They don't have to be set in Indian country. They don't have to be set in um, a specific area, but definitely in the Southwest. And Bad Country takes place in Texas, very much comes from the scenery. The scenery in this book really infuses the plot and the characters. And um, one of the others that also made my list was Murder at the Brightwell by Ashley Weaver. Mm-hmm. And this is very much a traditional mystery, um, a, a cozy, as some people call them. And it takes place in an exclusive um, resort in the 1920s. It's very much kind of like uh, uh, Downton Abbey. And it was just a lot of fun. It's a light mystery, but there's a good, um, good story there. Um, the other two that are up for best novel is The Life We Bury by Alan Eskins and Shovel Ready by Adam Sternberg. Um, all really good books and all certainly deserve it. Best paperback original. Um, I want to recommend a few of these. And they're all really, again, a good selection. Stay With Me by Allison Galen. And this is about a detective who has that syndrome where she remembers everything in her life, every incident. Um, actress Mary Lou Henner has talked about having the syndrome. And it's kind of the perfect idea for a detective, but it also is a problem when you remember absolutely every detail, every moment of your life. Excellent, excellent book. And that's Stay With Me by Allison Galen. Um, the Gone Dead Train by Lisa Turner. Another really good book. It takes place in Memphis, Tennessee, uh, an area that I know a lot about, and um, just really kind of gets into the whole 
uh, area of, of that of Tennessee. Works really well. And then the last one is World of Trouble by Ben H. Winters. And this is the end of his The Last Policeman trilogy. Um, and he is, his debut, The Last Policeman, won the best uh, paperback a few years ago. And this is about a community, uh, actually the world, knows it's going to end in about six to eight weeks because there is a meteorite poised to destroy Earth. And it's how people deal with that. You know, all your your civilization starts uh, breaking down. Why save money when you're not going to be able to spend it? Why diet when, you know, (laughs) who cares what you weigh? Mm -hmm. You know, and and everybody just, the, the whole civilization and the infrastructure that we know of begins to break down. And a very interesting series, and you really feel for these people. Um, it's not a science fiction. It's definitely a mystery. Good book, good book. The other two up are The Barkeep by William Lashner. He's been around forever. Um, he's an excellent novelist. And The Day She Died by Katrina McPherson. She's a Scottish author who lives in, I think, California, has a really uh, good standalone novels. And so, you know, the Edgars, um, I think they're really good. You mentioned short stories. Mm -hmm. And I love short stories. I think they are just absolutely terrific. And a couple of them that are up this year is What Do You Do?, which was published in uh, Rogue Magazine. And it's written by Gillian Flynn, who wrote, of course, Gone Girl. And another one is Red Eye Face Off um, by Dennis Lehane versus Michael Conley. And this was in uh, an anthology called Face Off. Uh, in which the two writers kind of had their uh, characters facing off with each other. Um, that was really a fascinating good. anthology. That was done oh. for Thriller Fest last year, right? I believe it was, by Simon and & Schuster. And, and there were, in each case, there were, an author would take their best-known character and face them off against another uh, author's yeah. best-known <laughs> character. It was just a brilliant <laughs> idea. I, I really like that. It, it really, I, I enjoyed it, too. It's one of the books I... Um, I get a lot of books, and I don't keep them all, but that's one of the ones I wanted to keep, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, the other categories are Best Fact Crime, Best Critical Biographical, Best Juvenile, which is a, a big category, and Best Young Adult, again, a, a very big category. And they also, um, Best Television Episode, uh, the, they give a, called the Robert L. Fish Memorial Award to one of the short stories. And then we have the Grand Masters. Mm-hmm. And the Grandmasters, I have never uh, disagreed with their choices for Grandmaster. I always think it's a wonderful way to honor someone's career. And somebody who's brought us, you know, hours and hours of reading and enjoyment, and in many ways affected who we are. One of the Grandmasters this year is Lois Duncan. And Lois is the author of more than um, 48 books. And they range from children's picture books to adult novels. She's best known for her young adult suspense novels, and many of those have been chosen as American Library Association's best books for young adults, and they've been part of the Junior Literary Guild selections. They've won um, Young Readers Awards. One of the books she's done is I Know What You Did Last Summer, which became a movie, um, Killing Mr. Griffin, Hotel for Dogs, and Stranger With My Face. For many of us, Lois was one of those authors that we just devoured as, uh, as children and young adults, and she's terrific. The other grandmaster is uh, James Elroy. Probably most people know him as the author of L.A. Confidential. He has a huge body of work. 
It deals with um, very hard, very hard-boiled um, Los Angeles-based mysteries, and you know, I think both of them have brought so much to the genre. And the two people up for Ravens this year, which of course is my favorite category, <laughs> they won it, um, are my friends Ruth and John Jordan, who publish Crime Spree magazine, and then Catherine Kennison, who organizes the Magnum Cum Law, Magnum Cum Murder conference every year. Um, very much deserving of that. Um, the Ellery Queen Award is going this year to Charles Arday. I hope I'm pronouncing his name right. And he's the founder and editor of Hard Case Crime. And they do a lot of um, vintage-type books, uh, hard-boiled. Um, covers are very much echoing back to the 50s and 40s with those you know, kind of the pulp fiction of the day. Mm-hmm. Excellent, excellent publisher. Uh, I think they did one of... Um, Stephen King's books recently. He chose to go with them. Oh, you're right. You're right. I remember that. I can't remember the title, but I remember I when that happened. <laughs> I should have had all my source stuff here, but I didn't. <laughs> um, also, what's given each year during, um, it's not part of the Edgars, but it's given on the Tuesday uh, where the symposium is, is something that uh, is called the Mary Higgins Clark Award. And this is presented by Simon and & Schuster, and it's two authors who are writing in the style of Mary Higgins Clark. Mm-hmm. Dark and Twisted Tide by Sharon Bolton, excellent book. The Strange You Know by Jane Casey, excellent book. Invisible City by Julia Daw, who's also up for an Edgar. The Black Hour by Laurie Rader Day, who is uh, also an excellent book. And one of my favorites of last year, A Summer of the Dead by Julia Keller. Julia Keller is a very interesting writer. She writes about a small town in West Virginia. Uh, her character is a high-powered attorney who grew up there and who chose to come back to live there and kind of help the area, which is economically depressed. It has a uh, lack of education, and as a result, it has a lot of crime that really affects the entire community. I think she, she has a wonderful series and, and, and very much like her work. You know, this is I always call this kind of the, the beginning of the awards season for the mystery fiction because there are other awards that are also being um, given in the next several months. Now, the week after, no, actually, a few days after the Edgars is the Malice Domestic Convention, mm-hmm. and that takes place in um, in Washington, D.C., I think it's Bethesda, and it is, they give out the Agatha, and of course, the Agatha Awards are named after Agatha Christie. And this conference is for what we call the traditional mystery. Some people call it the amateur sleuth mystery or the cozies or lighter mysteries, whatever you want to call it. But it is an excellent category of mysteries. And they really honor the traditional mystery, which is writers who write in the style of Agatha Christie. Mm-hmm. And they have some very good books up. Um, they do a best contemporary novel. And this year it's The Good, The Bad, and The Emus by Donna Andrews. She's been around for, oh, at least 10 years. Yes. It's funny, funny writer, um, good plots. Um, we have G.M. Malay, who's up for A Demon Summer. She has a very interesting series, too. It's about a former MI5 agent who gave up that life of spying to become a, a vicar in a small town, small village in England. What's she doing with that? series is showing how you can find a satisfaction away from this violence and um, high-powered job 
and he's devoted his life to being a vicar, but also to helping the people of this village. Hank Philippi Ryan, truth be told, she has an excellent series about a reporter named Jane Ryland. Uh, Louise Penny, the Canadian author who's very popular, her The Long Way Home is up for best contemporary novel, and Margaret Marin's Designated Daughters. And Margaret Marin writes about North Carolina. Um, she has always been one of my favorite authors. You know, that's a genre, uh, the traditional mystery is a genre that I think uh, for some people um, gets overlooked. But there are some phenomenal authors in that genre and some just some amazing books. It's, it's, it, you just don't want to overlook any subgenre here because there's some great writing going on in all the subgenres of crime fiction. I, oh, I totally agree. And one of the things that the traditional mystery does is that, in many ways, it can be more realistic than a hard boil. I mean, they have characters you can you know that maybe your next door neighbor. And the whole idea of the mystery genre is chaos. And, you know, taking a very nice, quiet life and bringing chaos into it, and then bringing it back to being a quiet life, finding justice, and. They have a category for the mouse domestic called Best Historical Novel. And Charles Todd is actually up for two novels. Charles Todd writes about World War One, And it's a, he, actually, it's, I want to say he, but it's a writing team of mother and son. Charles Todd has an excellent, two excellent series that show the effects and um, the aftermath of World War One in Britain. Um, Victoria Thompson, Murder on, in Murray Hill. She writes about New York in that kind of Victorian area. And um, Reese Bowen, Queen of Hearts, is mm-hmm. D.E. Ireland, Wouldn't It Be Dead- Deadly, who is also, a, a, I think it's a mother's, mother and daughter combo. I know it's two people um, who write that. And I actually just discovered those books through my mother-in-law. She was reading them. Um, there's so many mysteries out there. It's so hard to keep track of everything. I get anywhere from... Ten books a week, and that's in a slow week between Christmas and New Year's. <laughs> it's up to a hundred books a week. So I mean, I can't even keep track, and, and I do read a lot. Um, also, in July are the Thriller Thriller Awards, and that's going to be um, July seventh through the eleventh during the International Thriller Writers Conference, which is also in New York. And there's some good books up for that too. Well, Aline, this has been fun. It's been fabulous. Uh, you're you're on your way up there now. Um, we will post a list of the winners on the website. If you take any great pictures, send them to me, and I'll I'll, oh, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll stick them in the article. <laughs> I hope if anyone's in New York, they do come to the symposium, which I'll be there, okay. and, or the banquet. Um, you'll just have a lot of fun. You don't need a tuxedo to go to the, to the symposium. You do not need a tuxedo to go to either of them. <laughs> don't show up in shorts at the banquet, but uh, you, do, you don't need to dress up for the symposium. What's the best way for people to follow your reviews? You post them all on Facebook, don't you? I post them on Facebook. You know, you can follow me there. You can also Google me. Uh, my AP reviews, uh, you know, they appear all over the world. Uh, probably the best way is just kind of through Facebook. Find me there or just Google um, Google me. Um, the reviews that run the Sun Sentinel are published on SouthFlorida.com. I blog twice a week for Mystery Scene Magazine, and that is MysteryScenemag.com. And um, happy reading to everybody. 
This is Stephen Campbell for CrimeFiction.fm. You can find us on iTunes and on the web at www.CrimeFiction.fm. If you are an iTunes listener, please subscribe and give us a rating or a review. Those will help other crime fiction readers find great new books like the ones we've been discussing today. Thanks for listening.